The True Tone Lounge podcast features audio-only versions of our video interviews. To view those, please visit truetonelounge.com or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash truetonefx. And we're back. <laughs> Are we? Let me ask you a couple questions, okay, Zach. Go, no. go ahead, Guthrie. <laughs> ask away. What's, the, what's, no, the, no, worst, no. what's the worst you no, can I'm do? I'm terrible at that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Guthrie, uh, you've, you've been involved in some, some online lessons through, through Artist Works, mm-hmm. and I actually uh, signed up and, uh, and did a month of, a month of them. I, I, I really enjoyed them. It was, well, uh, thanks. I, I really enjoyed a lot of the, a lot of the concepts, and, uh, and you're, you're a good teacher. Well, thank you, man. So how did you get into that? I can't believe when people say that. I'm, I'm like, really? Well, uh, okay, so, you know, people started kind of um, asking if I gave private lessons here in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, well, why not? You know, I've taught a little bit here and there. And uh, and the more I did that, you know, I think um, I, I kind of got a little bit of a rap going and and uh, started figuring out how to kind of explain this stuff, which I enjoyed because I've never really sat down and, 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 and tried to describe what I was doing and how I look at playing the guitar. So it helped me out a lot. And um, so I did that for a while and then um, and uh, and then I was I got a call from uh, these guys about doing this uh, this online lesson school and and we talked about it for you know, a couple of weeks and and uh, and I knew that this company was uh, had a great reputation because of the people that they have uh, teaching they've got Brian Sutton uh, John Patitucci Nathan East they've got Mike Marshall Daryl Angler Daryl Anger. Um, they've got Martin Taylor. They've got a bunch of great... Uh, um, Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert. Of yeah. course, I'm leaving out Paul Gilbert. Paul yeah. Gilbert is one of the, you know, one of their top teachers. So they've got this amazing... And the list goes on from there. They've got bluegrass, rock, classical, all this different stuff. So the, it's a great company. And uh, they wanted me to do the country electric guitar. So I thought, sure. And, um, and so they know these guys know exactly what they're doing they know exactly what they want out of you they're very specific they're very detail oriented they've got a beautiful studio in napa california uh state of the art you know great staff and uh and it's a full-blown you know very professional professionally run company so um uh, they started you know telling me how this whole thing was going to go down you go out there for six days you film uh, all these lessons, like we filmed about 300 lessons out there, and uh, very much like this kind of situation where I'm sitting in front of a bunch of cameras and mic'd up and doing the whole thing and teaching these lessons. So they wanted me to put this curriculum together, and so I sat here in Nashville a couple years ago and just it took, I mean maybe, you know, three or four weeks to for me to put this thing together because I would send them drafts. They would send me back. So they want, they wanted to make sure that this whole thing went from beginner, intermediate, and advanced with no holes or no gaps in there. So I had to really think about, like, um, you know, to take your whole life, uh, your whole life's work of playing 
you know, and and condense that down into, you know, three weeks uh, time of developing this curriculum, I had to really sit there and go, okay, what comes first, holding your pick or tuning the guitar or, you know, I mean, they didn't want it. There was no no gaps in this mm-hmm. entire thing. So, you know, I had to really jump out of my comfort zone to just to sit down and focus on on that. You know, so it was really good for me to be able to do that because I am such an unschooled kind of seat of the pants uh, player and that's how my whole life is really but um, so it was great and then we did it we put the thing up and now it's like I think I'm one of the top uh, five teachers that they have and uh, doing it for a couple years so you know in the next couple years um, I'll probably have around maybe 12 to 1500 students I've got about 600 right now all over the world and these guys they subscribe to these lessons online and uh, the thing about Artist Works that's really cool that sets them apart is they do the video exchange, which um, like uh, a guy in Korea will, or Australia or whatever will send me a, uh, a video. If he gets to a certain part of the curriculum online and he has a question or, or anything about, uh, you know, any, any part of the online uh, curriculum, he can send me a video of his progress or any questions. I get that in my queue on my computer, and uh, I go up, and I've got camera equipment and stuff at my house, and uh, I go in and sit down, like much like this, and uh, and give them a video response. You know, it could be anywhere from maybe uh, 10, 12 minutes, you know, of uh, of responding and and getting more in in depth into the into the learning process. So, it's a great. With all that being said, it's a really great uh, platform for learning. It is, and as well, you know, yeah, yeah, I. Highly recommended the way mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, set apart with the the beginning, the intermediate, and the advanced. Right. Uh, again, done exceptionally well, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I would recommend it to anyone that yeah. was wanting to learn about you know, and just even a lot of the concepts you know work for you know, any, anyone you know advancing on the guitar. But of course, right. it is you know slanted towards someone that's wanting to do electric country. But yeah, it's great lesson. Absolutely, and yeah. and it is. It's it's great. I've got students that can can you know that are very 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 beginners and then i've got guys that i mean there's this one guy like i mentioned in korea that that name or that sticks out in my mind because this guy he keeps sending me videos and i'm like man there's no more i can show you (laughs) it's like he's got he he's got uh everything down and uh but that's that's the cool part of it i mean there's all levels of players and um and uh it's it's really cool Yeah. yeah Now, right now, you're, you're kind of in the middle of, I guess you're toward the end of your tour with John Oates, mm-hmm. and you're going to start your uh, your kind of residency at uh, at Acme Feed and Seed again. Yeah, we'll correct? start jumping in back uh, into that. You know, playing live in Nashville is interesting because uh, it's, we are, it's kind of like, you know, we're this kind of like mothership of all these musicians, you know, and it, it can be rock bands country bands, singer-songwriters, guitar players, whatever it is, we're like the the mothership beacon for that. And then every, all these people travel and tour out of here. But so when we're back home, nobody's making their living playing live in Nashville unless maybe some guys on Broadway or the guys that are playing at the Opry or whatever these unique mm-hmm. situations are. But to just go out and play at a club, you're doing it for fun, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so... Started playing at the Acme a couple years ago, I think three years ago now, and we were doing every Wednesday from six to ten, and uh, and that was like our our local band, great band, 
And uh, but now we've cut back. We're gonna when we start back up uh, next week. Actually, we're gonna just do. We're doing the fourth, uh, second, and fourth Wednesdays of every month. So we're just gonna do twice a month, and uh, and get, get, kind of give everybody a little bit of a break. And I think what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna start playing. I know we're gonna do every Saturday in April at D's Lounge in East Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> so it's gonna be awesome. D's is like we're very funky, cool uh, bar. You know, I mean, it's a to full blown bar, pool tables, and the whole nine yards. But they also have, and this, you're gonna love this. This is like Madison, Tennessee, north of East Nashville. And uh, I'm calling Madison the new East Nashville. Okay. Because East Nashville is now like, I mean. It's you, been gentrified it, oh, now. It's totally like, I thought yeah. I was moving into this like, uh, like off the beaten path neighborhood. And then three months later, it's like now we're back to like 12 South. But so um, D's Lounge is cool. Uh, Jim Oblon plays there every Tuesday, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if you've had him he's, on here, but he's, yeah, but he's a great, great player. He's great. And so, uh, so he, he's doing every Tuesday. Kenny Vaughn's playing up there, and all these different bands. So it's a really cool, uh, kind of off the beaten path place. What I was going to tell you is, Robin Ford moved to East Nashville. Yes. So he's living in East Nashville. So he's like, he would he would go up and sit in with Jim at D's, and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me! Robin Ford is playing at D's, <laughs> at this like total, like, just kind of dive bar yeah. in in Madison behind like a triple X toy store. I mean, yeah. this whole thing is just like, I'm like, Robin Ford is going here to play and sit in. I'm like, this, we have truly made it. You know, Nashville is like, oh, we're on the map now, baby. But that's that's what, you know, it's he and Larry, so crazy. Yeah, he and Larry Carlton were doing that in the in LA. They were playing these dives were and they? stuff okay, you know, so back yeah, he's, in the 70s. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that. So, you there know, you go. See, I didn't know that. You, yeah, I'm you sure. Out, yeah. You know, because you get to go out and stretch out, no one's telling you what to do, and there's not yeah, the pressure exactly. of it being a headlining gig. And, and or that's a why I want to play there. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'll play at any little dive bar because that's how we all grew up, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, hey, look at the baked potato, man. That's yeah. not like a, you know. It's a dive. It's a dive. <laughs> so, so there you go. There's something we all love about that. Guthrie. All right. We're going to we're going to talk gear now. Okay. So so you've got the uh, the rust the most important part. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually want to you know kind of get some of your your concepts as far as mm -hmm. gear instead totally. of just instead of just I'm talking kidding, by the yeah. way, but yeah. Well, because it's easy to just list off the gear that you have. Right. But to really get down to how you use it mm -hmm. and how how it helps you. Right. So first off, we've got you've got this Russ Paul, you know, Telly. Mhm. Mm You've got this pedal board, and then you've got our deluxe reverb reissue. Mm -hmm. And right now, you don't have anything on. There's no reverb. There's no that, nothing. Kind of give us your, uh, this, you know, give give us a sound. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you the sound. Just a nice open A chord there. And to to really get more specific, this guitar, uh, this is a hand wound Russ Paul back. Tele pickup, which is very traditional, and then this uh, is a strap pickup in the front position, but pretty stock. I mean, nothing overwound, nothing 
underwound, no crazy mods, anything like that. I use my tone and volume knob all the way up 99% of the time, always. Uh, we're on the front pickup. I'm using a 10 through 46 D'Addario set. Uh, my action is not crazy high, not crazy low. I don't like splatty, too low action, but I also don't like so high that you're, it's uncomfortable. I just like a nice, a nice playable action. And then right now we're, we're bypassing the pedal board pretty much. Everything's off on the pedal board. We're going right into a, uh, we're playing through this nice Fender Deluxe Reverb reissue because my old Princeton uh, was making some really weird noises when I showed up today. <laughs> so we put it out there, it's for sale. Actually, we put it out on the sidewalk, so anybody driving yeah. by, they can just... I've, it's sitting next to a TV and a, and a coffee table out there I've on the sidewalk. I've got $300 that's going to give you right now for it. Sold. <laughs> okay, so we're going into this, and for these recording purposes, the volume's at a moderate level. We're at about three here. And then the reverb's off, just to demonstrate that, and then bass is on about four, treble's on about four and a half. So that's, a, a, that's about probably where I would have it if I was playing a gig, right? Except my volume would be up probably closer to four and a half or five. And so now, this is dry. So now I'm gonna turn the reverb up. I love reverb, so I'm gonna turn this up to, I would say probably two and a half or three, depending on what I'm doing. I, you know, I'd probably leave it about right there, but that gives you a nice, you know. Pickups. That so I switched to both pickups. Yeah, so yeah. that's like. So that's the middle, and that's still just the amp and the reverb. No, no effects really yet. So, so then if you play a little softer with your, with you know maybe using a little of the hybrid technique there, you get a nice, you know, that was playing pretty loud, pretty hard, rather. So, you know. That's playing pretty soft, yeah. right? With a lighter, lighter touch. <clears throat> so, so this would be kind of like your your kind of basic setup. So you've mm -hmm. got you've got, and you're kind of you're kind of a telly guy to a degree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what drew you to less the moving parts? Yes. Yeah. Is that what drew you to the Telecaster, or was yeah, it just, with the sound and the players? It was that too, but I think uh, since I played a lot of acoustic guitar when I was really young, this is like to me the the most solid uh, of all the guitars. I mean, it's just yeah. like I said the le the the least amount of moving parts, mm -hmm. and it's just pretty pretty basic, you know? I mean, okay. it's hard to, to mess it up. 
So we, now, now we've heard this with just the amp with some verb on it. Mm -hmm. So now let's go through and let's, so like the RC booster, the, uh, right. you, of course you have a tuner and then you go into the RC booster. So right. is that something that you leave on all the time or is that, you know, how do you use the RC booster? You know, I used to leave it on all the time and then I stopped doing it because, I, you know, with these kind of lower wattage amps that I use, I, it start you start hitting it too hard with a bunch of stuff and it can get kind of nasty sounding in my opinion. So I, I usually just crank the amp, like I said, about to five on most fenders. But uh, And so then I'll use this, um, a lot of times if I'm playing, um, if I if I want a little bit of a solo boost, even I'll, I'll play it. Depending on the song, I, I it's possible that I will leave it on, but uh, but that just adds you. So here's like the little yeah. Let's hear it without here's it. Here's without it. And then here's with. Just the tiniest hint of dirt, maybe a touch of mid-range, and and uh, yes, you know, and a little level. Yes, yeah, still very clean to me. And 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 but yeah, it's just like I've got the volume, the treble, and the bass all at noon, and then the gain is like at maybe nine or or ten o'clock, you know. But it does. It just it is a nice pedal. It adds. It just takes that amp and just makes it a little bit mm -hmm. wider sounding, you know, and it accentuates the treble and everything just a little bit, though. It's not too crazy. So yeah. I turned the gain up just a little. And that's with it off, and then here's with it on. Uh, makes the amp come to life a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it just adds a little bit more of the tonal spectrum, uh, if you will. So Great the, pedal. The the Noble. So first off, you know, that's kind of, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I think it all goes back to Tom Bukovac, but where, Probably, where, did, yeah, yeah. where did you hear about the Nobles and what, what kind of, a, you know, attracted you to it? Just all those guys, you know. Yeah. I think probably, you know, I used to live across the hall uh, from Jed Hughes at this big house we had on 12 South. And uh, I've been living there for years and years. And then uh, some people started moving out and I got all my musician buddies in there. Jed lived across the hall from me for uh, for years. We lived over in that house on 12 South. And uh, we were constantly um, trading gear back and forth. You know, he was recording in his house and he'd say, here, here try this pedal. I'd say, here, try this. And we were back and forth. And I think it was around that time where I was you know, I don't know what kind of overdrives I was using back then. I think like a Maxon Tube Screamer 808 or something. And uh, and it just, you know, the that wasn't killing me. It wasn't killing me. And so, of course, when I tried a real vintage Nobles overdrive, I was like, man, this is perfect for my playing style because mm -hmm. I don't, I've never been a rock guitar player. I've never used a lot of high gain sounds really. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I do but nothing really over the top. So this was like the perfect pedal that just took your guitar sound and just kind of, it, it just boosted it a little bit, gave you a little, just enough overdrive to where you're, you know, you're kind of, you know, uh, to where you could take a solo and, or, or play some rhythm. So 
that pedal sounds like this. I'll get on the back pickup here. Now the RC booster's off. We're back to just amp and reverb. So that's just the amp. So you can tell it dirties it up. But it's still, you're still getting the tone of the amp. It's almost like you just crank the amp up. You're, it's not changing your tone a lot. And if you wanna... Cleans up nice, you know, very touch sensitive, you know. Uh... stuff I mean it just gives you a nice you know right so it just gives you a nice tone it's nothing too crazy it's just uh, it's like almost the perfect overdrive pedal you know now you've got a, a T-Rex tremolo, just for mm -hmm. tremolo. And then how do you use, uh, you know, so do you use different, uh, you know, when you're doing the chicken picking thing? Like, like, mm -hmm. like how, would, how would you use a delay pedal? So let's, you know, I'm sure you'd have it one way when you're doing like a chicken picking kind of thing, and then right. another way if you were playing another kind of song. Why don't you show us how the two, <clears throat> way, you know, kind of the two basic ways that you would set up a delay? Well, here's the funny thing. I don't ever use it, I don't ever use it as a slapback. Okay. I never, wow. I never use it uh, for that. So I, I, I just use it for more like playing ballads. Yeah. Or like if I'm playing like a real singing, uh, for lack of a better term, like a Dave, like a David Gilmore yeah. style solo, where it's like maybe a, uh, like a like a rock ballad or something like that. If if I'm playing the blues, I usually don't use a delay because I like to t keep it more traditional mm -hmm. with just a lot of reverb. And the same with playing country stuff. I don't use a compressor and I don't use slapback. Wow. I just use uh, the delay as like an amp, like either for yeah. ambient stuff or uh, with the Strat, which we'll demonstrate in a minute. And I didn't bring a volume pedal, but a lot of times that's great with a volume pedal. Yeah. But, uh, that's, but that's I'll show interesting. you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know. It's uh, people. No, that's, you that's old school. I mean, that's, it's that's old what school. you heard on, you know, when yeah. James Burton's playing on Merle Haggard yeah. records, there wasn't slapback on there. Was... I, I know, and I don't use it much for that. Now, I will say this. If I'm ever using my memory man, mm -hmm. the old memory man, that's when I might dial in a little bit of the slapback because yeah. it's just so subtle you almost don't even know it's there. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't happen very often. I don't have those on my boards because okay. they're so big. Actually, I've, I've got one on my bigger session board. But, but, uh, but yeah. But for this, the Brigadier Strymon, I think it's a great pedal. Um, and then on my other board, on my medium board, I've got the uh, the the uh, the El Capi stand, which is uh, a, a little more subtle that tape delay kind of thing. But so, so getting back to this, so this is what the tremolo sounds like. Let's hit that first, because we didn't do that. But I'm using the T-Rex the Tremster. I've had this pedal for a long time. I think it's a good sounding tremolo pedal. So this is what that sounds like. And this is what the Nobles is still on here, so. So just a it's just a nice tremolo. 
So there's that. I mean, you, everybody knows what tremolo sounds like. And then this board was was built for you recently by by Barry at Exact Tone Solutions. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, they've and, done all my pedal boards, yeah. and and it, I, I mean a lot of guys in town use them, but I think they're they just do really really great work. Yeah. You know? and, and, um, and and I'm just going to give a, a blatant plug. We have our our True Tone CS6 is is powering this up. So oh, I was, absolutely. And that one, I just you know Barry indicated that he needed that he needed one for you, and so yeah. I was just glad that you know. Oh, that, great. That, well, that, thanks for that doing worked. that. Yeah. yeah, so I was glad that that worked out. So. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, this pedal board has just gone all the, all across the country, and the thing about this pedal board that that you know that I needed was it, it's really out of necessity of just traveling light. I mean, I mean, when you're going from your house to the airport, airport to a some sort of vehicle to go to the hotel, and then from the hotel to the gig. You know, you're doing, you are, you're, no matter what tour you're on and how luxurious it is, because we traveled really well with John Oates and, and um, you know, we flew everywhere, had great transportation, great hotels, all, all that stuff. But you're still having to, you know, carry whatever, whatever you bring with you, you're having to carry uh, around. So, you know, with, other than having some help with your suitcase and stuff, but I didn't want to have a pedal board, my guitar, my suitcase, my backpack. You know, so I I came up with this because this is really all I need. I got a tuner, the RC booster, the Nobles, and uh, the uh, the tremolo and the and the delay. So the reason I don't have my signature model J Rocket audio pedal on here is because I didn't need the extra gain, and and I like the way the Nobles is at a lower gain setting. So that's why I brought that. But this board is uh, it, it can it fits in my my suitcase. I'll throw the pedal board in the suitcase. Throw a bunch of clothes in there, and I'm good. And that way, I'm not checking uh, another another item, right? So, uh, it's a small board, but uh, nice and clean. Great, like you said, great power supply. Pedals sound great, and uh, yeah, and you're and then, you're good to go. Yeah. And here's a trick. So I'll take my pedal board in the suitcase, and then when I get to the hotel, I take it out of the ca out of the case. And then I'll put it in my backpack, and then take that to the gig. Yeah. So I'm not taking my, I'm not going from, I'm not having to lug my uh, suitcase to the gig just because my pedal board's in there. So, um, but now I've got this cool uh, Gator cases. Actually, sent me a really cool little uh, case that fits perfectly for this because it's mm -hmm. an odd size. It's a custom size, so yeah. there, I'd either have to get a hard case made for it that would be three or four hundred dollars probably. Uh, but Gator had this great little uh, bag that fits perfectly. So very nice. I'm now a Gator case endorser, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Whatever. Well, very nice. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, now you've... So you've that's had... the tremolo. We didn't do yeah. the delay yet, but we can do that. Yeah, hit, hit the delay. Yeah, show, show us how you would do it. Actually, you know what? Hand me, can you hand me that strat? Yeah. And then we'll do, and then we'll get back to the telly. We could do some country stuff if you want, but, but this, uh, I just got this guitar, which I'm digging. This is a, a Dano caster made by Dan Strain. He's this is a, made by Dan Strain, yeah, yeah. He's, and, a, uh, he's a friend. We uh, know him. He's a great, great builder, great guy. Absolutely, Makes yeah. Makes a good pot of coffee. Yeah, Dan's the man, and uh, and he uh, he called me up and said he has some strats done, and um, I went over there and played one. So this is basically a you know, 60s type strat. Looks like alder body, maple neck, rosewood fretboard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Looks and, great. And, and the action is low on this guitar for me. It's a little low, but every time I get a guitar where the action's low and I say I'm going to raise it, I end up leaving it because it's so comfortable to play. 
Yeah. You know, so this is what this guitar sounds like. The nobles and the tremolo and the uh, brigadier going at that point. So now I, it's crazy. All the all the effects are on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So now we're using. Um, and, and I was going to say earlier that that's that is something that I like to do. I like to get a nice, just a good solid tone out of the amp, and then incorporate the pedals. Mm -hmm. You know, and and then so, you know, a lot of guys that I've noticed, um, especially younger players, they will they'll have their amp. And their their volume volume will be down like around two and a half or three, which is great for this purpose. But if you're on a gig, man, you want to crank that thing up a little bit. So they'll have their volume down really low, and then their compressor is just like cr crazy cranked, and they're getting their they're getting their volume from their pedals mm -hmm. and not the amp. And if you turn all their pedals off, the amp sounds tiny yeah. and, and even like anemic sounding, you mm -hmm. know. So I say crank the amp, get a really good like uh, foundation tone, and then incorporate your pedals into that. Yeah, just you know, to add some be, color. It should be kind of incremental, in yeah. my opinion. You know, that has been the, the best for me, and I think a lot of other guys would would agree with that. But that's what the Strat sounds like, and that's kind of how I'm using the delay pedal. I've got the the modulation uh, knob on the Strymon is turned up just a little bit. I don't like it to get too warbly or it start, just starts sounding out of tune to me. Uh, the repeats are up a little bit. The bucket loss brigade, bucket brigade thing is up just a little bit. And honestly, I don't even know what that does. Um, but uh, the mix is, you know, it's just a moderate, you know, like. The the bucket loss is is, is kind of uh, killing off some treble. Is that what it's doing? Yeah. Oh, like a tape age kind of thing or something? Kind, kind or of like that, but it's it's replicating the fact that when the signal goes through all those buckets, you start losing high. End. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, in that case, yeah, I've got yeah. that turned up a little bit, yeah. and uh, that's probably helping it, you know, like you said, kind yeah. of take a little of that digital delay, uh, the the brightness of that down a little bit. Yeah. But you can tell the delay is is set to where it's not, you know, your your to me, your repeats should be a, a little bit. Your 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 initial note that you hit should be the loudest, right. most prominent, and then as the the, the delay kind of drifts off, it should drift. It should naturally drift off, right? Yeah. So I don't want the mix to be. You don't want it to be equally as loud as your as your initial note that you're hitting, right? So right. so so it kind of drifts off, right? Yeah. So I think that's the best. So that's kind of what that sounds like. Let's talk about this great 335. Now, you, okay. you told me earlier that you got this from Victor Krauss, Allison Krauss's brother, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a great looking guitar. It's a 1969. It's the same uh, you know, kind of iced tea burst like Larry Carlton's guitar. So, I mean, yeah. it's just an awesome looking guitar. Yeah, and I like this guitar. I'll tell you why. I think is maybe Larry is the same way, but, but my hands are kind of small, and I've been playing the telly for so many years that... The, and the, the nut is a little narrower on these. Yes. And it's just a super comfortable, I mean, some of those 335s can get a little 
you know, they can the have necks are a little bit big. So this has just got a really comfortable neck. Yeah. But yeah. And it's a very versatile guitar. Like, I mean, the, I think the 335 is, I mean, I can play, you know, you can almost get away with chicken picking on a 335, mm -hmm. although I don't really like to do that. But it's, uh, it's very versatile. I mean, you can go from really nice, clean, clean stuff, and like really nice jazz lines. Uh, good you know good 335s mm -hmm. it's very clear sounding it's very yeah. open sounding it's not it's not tubby sounding right you know because you were playing on the neck pickup and it was mm -hmm. very clear it never got woofy yeah and i'm not know. sure if these are the original pickups or not i've heard uh a couple people say they might not be uh and i've never pulled them out to to, to know the difference but but uh whatever they are i like the way they sound they sound fantastic right? i'm not going to change yeah. anything but but yeah, just such a fun guitar to play. I mean, uh, people know, know I'm not really I'm not a Gibson guy, but but um but man, what a, you know, once you feel the power of the humbuckers, it's hard to I mean, for anything blues or R&B or funk or soul or any you know, or rock any rock and roll, I mean, it just kill, it kills it, you know. Yeah. And you know, with it with a Tele and a Strat and a 335, mm -hmm. you can cover a lot of ground yeah i mean yeah and uh like like i said i just got that strat i've never i've never had a great strat never had a great les paul and uh i still don't but maybe one day i'll get a les paul but but yeah. these three are for what i do yeah i'm pretty much covered you know and i got a bunch of other stuff at home too of course but yeah. but for if i'm gonna go gig these are yeah. gonna be the three i'll yeah. probably take you know so if you were gonna go and and, and play a session mm -hmm. you know what what guitars, you know, again, not taking everything that you have, but mm -hmm. what would be, you know, what would you think would be the five or six or, or maybe even less than that kind of essential pieces yeah. that, that you would take on a session? Uh, well, if I'm just going to play electric, um, and I know that I'm just going to play electric. Yeah, let's I'm, keep it to electric. Let's keep it to electric. I'm going to play, I would take this for sure. I'd take the Tele, I'd take the Strat, and I'd probably take like, uh, I'd probably take my Gretsch. I've got one of those 30 an 30th anniversary Gretsch guitars. And then uh, I would probably take my Jerry Jones Baritone. Mm -hmm. I think that would probably do it. Yeah. I mean, that would be the, I could probably do everything with that. And there's others. I could take the, one of the Tyscos if I know I'm gonna do yeah. something really kind of greasy or, yeah. or funky, because you plug those in and you immediately have like, you know, yeah. it goes there to kind of the dirty, I've got flat wounds on there. And, yeah. For some slide stuff and that, but that I would say those five yeah. would be a good, good staple, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Guthrie, I really appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you coming down. It's a real thrill. Hey, Thank man, you my pleasure. So much. Thanks for I'm in good company on this show. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You got it.
This has been an audio presentation by TrueTone. TrueTone.com.